Whole sports are plays. Whole sports are plays. Whole sports are plays. We're making a place, we're talking the game, get you to the days. We're hiding the court, they're dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentation, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they're working your faces. Grace at the field, so tie the laces. All sports, all plays. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to uh, the He's on Fire podcast. As uh, me, Jay Nez, Amit, and AZ Kiddo, we're going to get it in tonight as we brought in our 10th straight win tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. You know, Amit, what do you, what's your first takes on that game tonight? Uh, man, like this game was definitely something. Uh, for the second straight game, uh, Chris Paul couldn't get going until like the last five minutes of the game. Uh, but uh, overall, we played good. Uh, uh, the, our defense was s- sort of mediocre, in my opinion. Uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, the third quarter, uh, DA was uh, floating off a lot of the times and uh, leaving like Porzingis open with the mid jumper or leaving uh, a Hardaway Jr. open in the corner and stuff. It's just little stuff like that that kept this game really close. Uh, but uh, shout out to Brunson. I really like that guy. He plays hard mm-hmm. every game, and he covers a lot of uh, deficiencies that uh, the Mavericks have. And he did a good yeah. job uh, trying to fill that void along with Hardaway. Uh, Definitely. Jokic, yeah, Jokic, uh, not Jokic, uh, Porzingis didn't score until uh, uh, top of the third. Um after scoring those uh, eight straight points in the first quarter. So uh, I think overall uh, we did a really good job, you know, t- uh, 10 straight win uh, backcourt book uh, came up clutch. Uh, Cam Johnson came in uh, in the fourth quarter and just made this uh, uh, two straight threes, made a very interesting game. And Jay Crowder all of a sudden wanted to make some threes as well. But uh, you know, like uh, this uh, second straight game, Minnesota and this uh, game tonight that, uh, we just closed it out and we just played better ball at the end of the day. Yeah. 
And then, like you said, like you said, uh, Chris Paul, you know, a uh, horrible kind of shooting night. Uh, yeah. He was scoreless in the first half uh, of the game. And then along with Cameron Payne and Cam Johnson, I mean, Emmett, what do you think it is about this team that is starting off kind of slow lately? Yeah, I think they're – they've kind of built this trust within themselves to just kind of close games out. And I think last season there was a lot of games we saw where they had like 20 point leads. Like I remember the Detroit game, there was a Houston game. Um, there's a bunch of games where we had a Hornets game. where We had like a big lead and we blow it and lose, right? New mm-hmm. Brooklyn's another one coming to mind. This team is different, dude. This team is different than last year. Um, the, you know, we have the same guys, but they trust the a, like if you go back to that Minnesota game, like that book with that, that, that pass, he yeah. wouldn't have made that throw a year ago. No. He wouldn't have made that throw. And and he caught it. DA caught it one hand, found a way to get the hoop up, and got it, right? So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're trusting DA a lot more. And and then Booker's I, – I mean, I said it on the last podcast. He's an all-timer already. He's an yeah. all-timer. I mean, you saw that up and under Kobe move right there. Oh, like that's, that's, oh that shit was nasty, dude. dude. I didn't know he had hang time like that. That's definitely um, a, 2K to, a 2K move. That's definitely a 2K move right there. Yeah, you can't. There's very few human beings can do that in real life. So yeah. I mean, he he's at, he's reaching another level, and we're seeing it with him. And I, I've been saying it with like the rebounding and the assists and just certain blocks yeah. that he makes. Like he's just he's he's finding moments where he can make an influence in the game and take it over if he can. Um, I thought there the in this game the three point defense was garbage. Yeah, um, there was yeah. A, we left a lot of guys open on the three point line, and they were hot. And now it's usually for this team a recipe for disaster when their offense isn't clicking. Because if you give a team a rhythm like that in the third quarter, fourth quarter, like you're going to lose. But and usually this, or I shouldn't say usually, but this season they lock it in. They find a you know yeah. a stretch where they just lock in on defense for like five, seven minutes, and the game's over, right? Yeah. Like that 50 to 18 run against I can't remember who it was, but they have those like stretches, right? They didn't really do it this game at all, and yeah. I was worried in the third quarter because all our offense was coming from Booker. And just and Jay Crowder like hitting lucky threes, right? Yeah. Lucky or whatever, just volume threes. He was just hitting a lot of threes, and the rest of the offense. And I think that's my other takeaway for the second unit is that they just rely too much on the three point shot. Well, like, and that's what I was gonna I was gonna say too on that second unit. It it they're they still haven't found who's gonna be the playmaker, who's gonna be the identity of the scorer on that on that unit. I mean, you know, that first quarter we came out, we were we were um, you know keeping it we were putting the pressure on him really um and then we we ended up switching to that second unit it was a mcgee cam johnson shamit campaign and nader um and they just they the offense went stagnant dallas went on a 7-3 run um and and then it was we called that timeout now after the timeout it seemed like shamit who had the hot hand at that time was kind of noted like hey you know go ahead and give the ball to shamit he's hot because he, he was four for four to start the game. So yeah. I think, you know, as we've spoken before about this team, Shamit is one of those guys that, you know, is going to be driving that second unit. And then Cameron Stop Payne had a, had, a, had a bad night as well. Yes, he did. Um, and yeah. Cameron Payne having a bad night is, is really going to hurt because that second unit really survives on his energy. Um, you know, uh Exactly. Yeah, exactly, JV. Um, so, you know, I think that those type of things that we see there, um, you know, is really going to affect us to get going, um, especially especially if we don't have any of those extra pieces doing anything. Now, 
I will say that Nader, um, you know, he really has to be a little bit more consistent on the offensive end um, to drive those that playing time because he's I, I like his defense. I really do. But he's missing. He was only 0 for 3, but the three shots he missed, those two three-pointers oh, were wide. the corner. <laughs> open. Well, you know, the funny thing is after he took the first one, when they gave it to him the second time, I'm like, bro, you better drive this to the rim, dude. I don't want to yeah. see another one of those clunkers. And then no, when he did I'm drive it to the rim, then he got blocked. It. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad he shot that second three because he was so wide open. I don't want him to hesitate. He has to take that shot. But, dude, like that bad of a miss, too? Like, yeah. come on, man. And and like you said, then he drives the hole and gets blocked. So <laughs> you're damned if you do, damned if you don't in that situation. You know what I mean? That's so, a Nader experience, man. That's what you get with that guy. Unfortunately. But he's so solid on the defensive end. And, yeah, yeah. and it – it's hard to kind of exchange those minutes, but when you got guys like Crowder, you got guys like Bridges playing the way they were defensively tonight, it does make it a little bit easier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say one thing, dude. I, I, there's two things. I mean, we got the Thaddeus Young thing still hanging out there, right? We haven't seen Jalen Smith in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to, I, I know NBA, the, the uh, Suns jam have the, the eight and watch. I got a ter- Tory Craig watch because this guy's playing like 10 minutes a game and getting zero <laughs> points, zero shots, zero rebounds. Um, there's a way they could buy him out and the Suns can get him back. And I would be happy to replace Nader with Craig. I'm all for the – I want to take the offensive keys away from Nader. I I think Monty has way too much trust in him. Like if if we just had him on, on solely rebounding and hard defense – like if we, or if cuts. we just had cuts or, or cuts, we, we yeah. can't do that. That takes away from Monty's offense. Cause if you look at that, we didn't run any plays for Nader. It wasn't like he came off of a screen. He was open due to the offensive flow. But do you think he's best positioned to be standing in the corner? I think he needs to be on the wing ready to cut. I don't think he should yeah. be standing in the corner. He doesn't have enough of those offensive skills cut into the basket where I trust him. Then you're All taking away from somebody else. But you're kicking away from somebody else on that wing that that's more effective. All I'm saying is, like, when we're not running plays, that's when I want Nader always on the bottom of the key, ready to snatch that board, dish it out uh, when he needs to, or uh, find find someone that is cutting because, like, his offensive game is not there, and I feel like we're just wasting possessions when he's just chucking up shots and just rushing them. Yes. So – uh, uh, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I love Nader. I think he does bring a lot to the defensive side of things. But if he 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 can definitely get boards if he wanted to, and his defense is there. If Nader if Nader was put on Tim Hardaway, I think Tim Hardaway would have had eight like eight points less. So like uh, Nader would have stayed on Hardaway. All right, so I got a, I got an interesting topic here. So what if if there was a way where you could put Nader if you could flip Nader for Kelly Oubre on a minimum, would you do it? Mm. I don't know if we're, if we're, if we're I mean, yet my, my, my quick answer is yes. But if we're weighing between Thaddeus Young, Oubre, um, you know, Craig. who else? Tory Craig. If we're waver, if we're wavering between those three, I would prefer Craig because of the continuity. Yes. Um, I, I still would prefer Thaddeus Young over Ubre. The only reason why is because of the position. 
at the end of the day, if Ubre comes over here, I, I think we have a jam log at the wing position again, which is what caused us to get rid of Ubre in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's just a fit, right? Like, and I think what I'm trying to get at is I don't know if Nader's a fit because him and Ubre do similar things, right? Like they just attack the rim, they play really good defense. Ubre is a better shot blocker off ball. Um, he plays the passing lanes maybe a little bit better than Nader, but Nader's a better. And he, could, and he could play the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he's got a little bit of offensive game, even though he's kind of in the Russell Westbrook category sometimes, right? Yeah. See, but but again, like you said, Emmett, fit. Because when he was with us, he fit a little bit more naturally into his personal uh, traits. You know what what he's best at, and so you're again there uh, offensively, he'll fit right back into the swing of things. I'd rather have I think Tory, so, but I don't honestly. know if he'll pass the ball though. Sorry, what are you saying, AJ? Uh, like if I had to pick between uh, Tory Ubre and. Uh, uh, Nader, I would definitely pick Tory just because I think he just fits in Monty's system a lot more. Uh, like Ubre, like I love Ubre to death, but he was just pretty standoffish and he sort of did his own thing. Uh, each it, like Until he definitely they were was considering him the Valley Boys, and then he wanted to be on the camera. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. but like uh, yeah, he was definitely our our uh, you know uh, second option, but. Like we needed DA to be that second option at that time uh, when it was uh, uh, bubble season. So um, I think Tori just fits the mold a lot better. He's Nader on defense, but grabs boards. And if you leave him open on the wing, like oh yeah, like 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 seven times out of ten, he's probably going to hit it and not airball it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but just running down real quick, uh, you know, let's break down the Mavericks stat line. Uh, we had Tim Hardaway Jr., 22 points, two rebounds, four assists um, on 37 minutes. Along with Brunson, like you mentioned, uh, JJ, uh, he had a big night. Uh, he was yeah. one rebound and one assist shy of triple-double. He ended up 18 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Um, you know, I also like the way they play, they guarded Finney Smith tonight. seems like he, they, he never got into a rhythm. He never yeah. really was a part of the game at all. And that was a big piece without with them being without Luca shutting down Finney Smith like that. He only had nine points in the second. But you know, that guy, that guy sucks, dude. I mean, Who, like Finney I, remember, Smith? I think Mike, I think Mike Mike V Hill said it on Twitter. DFS, dude fucking sucks. Like he <laughs> if, he, if he doesn't have Luca, that guy's garbage, man. He, he missed some key shots to make uh, to make this game like a lot more even. But, like, but uh, we had play, poor defense. It was I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, Finney Smith is one of those guys. He's not, you know, he's not your first option offensive player at all. He's a guy that if left alone and put in, in the right positions, he's going to capitalize. Finney Smith, is also, he also has that athleticism to, you know, take it to the basket and finish. So, you know, those type of guys with that type of size typically give us our, a run for our money. And in the past matchups with, with Dallas, did, Finney Smith has done that as well. He has with Luca, though. I agree. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Um, the other big thing I did see the uh, take away from uh, Dallas is uh, Burke and uh, Fred both are, yeah, Burke and uh, Nicolina, yeah, uh, both had 13 and uh, 10 off the bench, uh, but Powell had 13 uh, rebounds, so that was big for them as well. Um, 
looking at the Suns side of things, uh, just to break it down, uh, Aiton, big game tonight, 19 points, 13 rebounds, two assists. He was 9 yes, for 13 sir. from the field. Um, he also uh, finished up with one block. I mean, Aiton, you know, if I was talking to JJ about this earlier before we came on, I really don't like the way the Suns go away from Aiton in the first quarter um, in the beginning of the, of the games because that, to me, is one of the most effective times for DeAndre. He comes out, he, he eats, exactly. And I think that we should feed him early on in the game. And I made a reference with, with, uh, with J.J. earlier to the old Shaq and Kobe times. When, when, sh- when the games would first start in L.A., Shaq would get fed the ball. He would get fed the ball. They would try their hardest to pick up a couple early fouls on on that low, um, you know, whoever's guarding him down there, and and make it a little bit easier for him on over uh, overall. And I think that's something we need to look uh, look at moving forward with DeAndre because he always starts well. Yeah, he does. I mean, I think we we do, we do that. I think I've noticed this year though, and maybe it's the effect of having Javale McGee, but they look for him more. Like they've been they looking do. for him. Like they look for the mismatch. They've been feeding it to him. I remember they times do. where I'm just like, just throw it to him. Just, just he's there. Just throw it over the top. They don't make the throw. I saw t- two passes in this game. I think Shamit made one, and another person. They tried to feed McGee, and it was just a bad throw. And I'm like, Th- those were awful passes, right? And I'm like, yeah. where are those for 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 uh, Aiden? Because he he can actually catch that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like there was a play where uh, Chris Paul got fouled, but he threw it up. And I'm like, there's no way Aiden's going to get that ball. And somehow he got it and turned it around and, like, laid it in, even though it didn't count. But I was like, holy fuck. Like, it reminded me of the playoffs where he had the some of those, like, crazy alley-oops where it was just like – yeah, I think it was Crowder throwing one. He was like, like the game – like the yeah. like the, the game-winning alley-oop. And that one, too. Yeah. I mean, that one was like, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I just – has a big man is like – like, it's a feather. Like, he gets it just perfect. Uh, yeah. On those whack ass passes too, he can just like get yeah. it in. Yeah. yeah, he just he doesn't even like try to dunk it, or he just throws off the backboard and gets it in somehow. And that's yeah. a t- that's a talent in itself to do be able to do that. I think yeah. he has that talent too a little bit. Um, um, he a little bit. Emphasize a little bit. No, and and you know what, you're very right with that though. And and I think that um, it's Chris Paul. I think he's he's DeAndre Ayton's gained that respect of Chris Paul to where he's gearing things up way more and he knows kind of where DeAndre Ayton's going to be now. He doesn't have to look for him. Um, he he kind of just senses where he's going to be at. Now, I will say on the flip side, Devin Booker, um, I still think he forces things rather than give the ball to Ayton. Um and I still see that very often. It's kind of like uh, I think it was in the fourth quarter, or the end of the towards the end of the third, um, where DeAndre and him were running a little two man on the wing. Aiton acted as he was going to set a screen and kind of slipped back because the defender kind of bit hard on it. And Aiton was wide open, and DeAndre, I mean uh, Booker, still ended up forcing up the shot. Um, I think he made so the shot though. He didn't make the shot, but it was just still even even DeAndre kind of looked at him like. But you know what I mean? It's just those little bitty things where Chris Paul would have would have would have ate that up and that would have been an assist. Yeah, but there's also times where I've seen Paul do the same thing with Aiden, where he takes a shot. In particular, this game too. There's a few times where I'm like, you could have he could have maybe like hesitate dribble, 
or hold it for a second or pump fake and he didn't make it and he just took a shot and he he missed a lot of shots in this game where I felt like there was some opportunities, you know, to pass the ball. But to go, going back to your overall point, I think with Aiden, I mean, we took a lot of threes in this game that we didn't need to take. Um, yes. And you could have you could have gotten the ball to Aiden, gotten on the foul line, um, created some more free throw attempts because we didn't get any free throw attempts until the fourth quarter. And I think that was really what kept the game close is that we just kept forcing up these stupid threes and then we left them open on threes or they hit some just some wild threes. Like that was just pretty much the game. I mean, we overall, shot we shot 33. Threes. Yeah, I was going to say overall, we shot 33%, but we shot 39 threes. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we're 23rd in the league and three point uh, attempts a game. Um, so, I mean, it, it's not something that this team is used to doing. Um, so, it's just, a, it's just a different team. It really is from inside out. I think the second unit, yeah. I think yeah. the formula for success is the same, but they just haven't figured out that second unit to make it work yet. Because I think, like, we know fourth quarter, Book and, and, and CP3 are hopefully going to take over the game. Um, they'll create some turnovers along the way. I think the problem is is that Cam, Landry Shamit, and, and Payne don't know how to play together. Um, Correct. And, and then Correct. compound that with the fact that JaVale McGee had played in the starting lineup and that confused a lot of it too, because you had you had Kaminsky out there, and he gave you a lot of like smoke and different mirrors, right? looks, like correct? You, he, right, like he gave you a lot of success, but it wasn't what the second unit's going to look like, the final form of it. No, because Javale McGee, that takes a whole different aspect of the offensive flow off of the game, because you know him stepping out in that wing versus Kaminsky stepping out that wing is two different ball games. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and you're expecting the hard roll. From from McGee and, and Frank, you're expecting <laughs> who knows what you're expecting with Frank now. Yeah, hard roll from McGee though. It it, it could turn into a to a Shaq in the fool. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, and that's just the thing though, you know. So that pick and pop with, with Kaminsky was was working. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, just to but just to wrap up some other things. Uh, Chris Paul, he he's still killing it. 14 assists tonight. He he leads the league in assists. Uh, you know, shows it again tonight. Uh, Bridges and Crowder, uh, both multiple steals tonight. Uh, and I really like Crowder. He he just somehow finds his way into every single play. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's it's really good, his hustle. Um, he, he, he doesn't ever gives up, you know. Uh, the uh, Real quick, uh, JJ, but on Shamit, because um, I know a lot of people have, have been against Shamit uh, as far as uh, – you know, Suns fans and others. What do you feel about Shaman? Because I mean, each and every night, I feel like his 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 shooting percentages are there. He's he's hustling up and down the court, and I feel like he fits. Uh, so um, like I, it, it's gonna work. Uh, he's definitely flowing with the uh, defensive rotations a lot better now uh, than compared to two weeks ago. Um, uh, like I like Shaman in the system. I think uh, uh, James Jones did a good job uh, picking him up. He's definitely gonna fit in the system. Uh. You know, Payne is just coming back from injury. Uh, JaVale McGee was starting for a little bit. So we finally have everybody back to where we can start running these rotations together and stuff. And uh, like uh, Sham started uh, four for four uh, uh, tonight. And then uh, he kind of disappeared for a little bit. But uh, then he made a, a couple of shots in the second half that were no, reverse big. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. That were, oh, that was nasty. He hit that yeah. all the way on top of the board. But 
Uh, yeah, uh, I think Sham fits in the system. It's just going to take time. I, I said uh, give him until Christmas. I think he'll uh, uh, figure it out by then. His, his defense rotations are a lot better than they were. He's a lot more involved in the offense. I just wish uh, he didn't rush his threes so much. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like once he gets the ball at the wing, he, feel, he feels like he needs to shoot it. Like he yeah. has the option to just – pump fake it, take it to the mid jumper if he wants to, or just take it in for a layup or just dish it a book because nine times out of 10, he's open on the wing as well, but uh, uh, he'll pick it up and JaVale McGee, like he's looking better, better every game. So that's already improving on our, uh, uh, on our rap sheet for sure. He dropped a nasty bounce pass to JaVale McGee for a layup. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got that playmaking ability. He's, he's, he's playing too fast right now, defense and offense. His defense has been good, but he's playing a little bit too fast. It's just pacing. Just, yeah. yeah, he needs to slow it down a little bit. Um, I did like that when Monty went to the three-guard lineup, he had Payne, Paul, and Shamit out there. Mm-hmm, but yeah. in that role, Shamit's got to know, dude. The movement threes, like it, this isn't Philly – this isn't the uh, Clippers. Like you, got, you're not JJ Redick, bro. Like you gotta just. <laughs> That's you, a good point. He's good. He is playing like that. Yeah, he right? is playing like that. Yeah, yeah. And we're, and we're not running plays for him to do that. He's doing that just because like he's getting the ball in space, and he's like, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna chuck it up. Yeah, his job right now is to swing the ball, and if the shot is there, you take it. But don't like force it. Don't fade. If you have to fade on your three, it's yeah, a, it, it's hundred percent forced. Correct. Correct. Watch Cam Johnson shoot a three, dude. Straight up and down. Yeah, Cam. If everybody shot like Cam, if everybody yeah. shot like Cam, no, but we're I mean we're we're a team with like uh, people with a really pretty jump uh, uh, like uh, jumpers like Cam, yeah. Devin, Chris Paul's a, a, a pretty solid uh, just jump shot posture and stuff. Uh, at, uh, a lot of times, talk about, what, uh, no, a lot of times that's what I honestly that's what gets Devin Booker over. Is he's he's so straight up and down on his jump shot, and he'll have good defense like that, like that uh that uh play where Frank uh, defended him right on that left wing, and he was right there that whole time. It's just that Devin Booker had that little he was like it's like a couple finger lengths over him, and was able to just get that shot off. And a lot of times, I feel like Devin Booker straight up and down uh, posture is what you know really gets him over on those type of things. Mm-hmm. There was like Absolutely. a five-minute stretch in the second quarter. I don't think you guys remember. It was hilarious because I was laughing the whole time. There was literally like a foul on every single shot. And the refs called yeah. zero fouls both ways. Not just the mm-hmm. Suns, but the Mavericks too. People getting pushed in the back. People getting just fouled everywhere. And they, was calling, they didn't call a foul. I was like surprised. Good five minutes. I, uh, but they called those tic-tac charge calls. Yeah, the the Cam yeah. Johnson one and then the Cam, uh, the DeAndre Ayton one in the yeah. first quarter. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there was a couple on Dallas side too. But I was saying, like, how are you gonna let all that contact go and then call these ticky tack, like barely any contact charges and stuff? Yeah, when you the know? guy's falling back, he's falling back already before the guy touches him. Yeah, like come like, on. Like Brunson was on the floor a lot of the time, and they just didn't call it. And I was just like, "Oh, all right, let's." They were taking the ball, and especially on that uh, Mikael Bridges steal when he hit Porzingis's hand. Yeah, biggest yeah. play of the game. Like last year, that that was a foul before even Mikael hit his arm. So, like it, yeah. like I, like I was just expecting the for, to hear the whistle, but uh, we got two out of it. I mean, so. I was so surprised that CP3 didn't get called for that foul where he grabbed that guy's arm on the layup. 
And they're just like, oh, CP3 was really good at ripping, right? So he just yeah. ripped it from him. I'm like, no, he fucking fouled that dude. But he didn't call it. Right. Well, so now, guys, we're on a 10-game winning streak. Um, we're one game behind Golden State right now. Um, of course, we got uh, Dallas coming back on Friday. Um, Luca looks like he'll be back uh, from the looks of it. Uh, there's a chance, a high chance he will be back. He's going to practice tomorrow, see how he feels. Um, do you think we, we, we pick up 11 uh, if Luca's back? What Luca does is he slows down their offense. They were playing really fast pace yeah. tonight, and especially with Brunson uh, uh, leading the charge. So um, with Brunson coming off the bench and uh, Luca kind of uh, controlling his offensive flow, I think we win that battle nine times out of ten. Uh, like a uh, I think Lucas game's very uh, one dimensional. I like, he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong, but it's either his way or no way. So when Lucas on the floor, Porzingis isn't playing good. So it's either Hardaway or Luca that are having a field day. So if if we cut off one of those guys, it's like it's going to be a fifteen point game. Um, I agree with that. I agree with the one dimensional part of of Luca uh, to an extent. I think. Uh, He's getting, he's becoming it. Um, and I think in the beginning when he came in, he used more uh, uh, of his game and he was a little bit more dangerous. Uh, so I think he just needs to get back to that ball handling killer that he was and, and stop, you know, focusing so hard. I, I think he's trying to force feed it down people's throats now instead of, you know, letting it come to him and, and actually feeding off of the reactions of the defenders. Yeah. Well, I saw a stat where the, his first year when he was with, Rick Carlisle, he was like 60% of the shots were coming like three feet from the rim. Like they were just, he was, the offense is different now. And and he's kind of became this James Harden dude where I'm just going to foul bait. And you guys remember the bubble game where he had like 20 free throws. We ended up mm-hmm. winning that game, but it, it shouldn't even been close at all. I, I just, I don't believe in him. I, I just, the way he's playing and the way he slows a game down and now he can't foul bait the way he used to. Yeah. Um, you know, he, like you said, he's got to go back to what he was, which, which was like a little bit more downhill, a little bit more like, you know, just quicker decisions rather than just getting to like down the free throw line and just dribbling for five seconds, but like finding a way to get the ball to other people or, or, or doing something different. Um, I want to go to Porzingis though. Cause like, I think this game proved it to me that dude, this guy got punked by Aiden. He got punked by Crowder. He got punked by Bridges. Like, <laughs> I, I, I really want to see where I, I want to see Monty go, yo, put campaign on this guy. I wish we still had Bulldog because <laughs> I put Bulldog in this dude. Let's see if he could actually guard anybody, but uh, or if, if he can play offense on, on, on somebody that can guard him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I he's not the guy, he's not the guy, but is he? A, I mean, you ain't that guy, man. But is he a center? I mean, I, I honestly think that when he first came to the league and they were using him more as a wing player. I think he was more effective, and I, I think that it actually played more into his game. I think he had less chances of getting hurt. Um, I, I think it was just way better off overall for him. And I think banging down low with them, those type, those guys like DeAndre Ayton, and if he has to face like a Carl Anthony's or a Joel Embiid, they're too big, they're too heavy, it's too much for him, and, and he can't do that for four quarters. Um, he thought he could took Ayton off the dribble. I'm like, he thought, he's like, oh, I'm at the free throw line or at the, uh, you know, top of the key. I'm going to take Aiden off the dribble. Aiden's like, that's not happening, bro. Aiden did a great job guarding him tonight. But two years in, two years in, Perkazin is what it took him off the dribble. 
You're right. Before the knee yeah. injury, when he was uh, yeah. Uh, but he, but he was the center point of the Knicks. Like it was just him, so he was able to do whatever the hell he wanted. But I, but again, I think that his his ego got beat up in New York, and because that's when he they kind of made that switch and pushed him down low, and he just wasn't having it, and they were force feeding him that ball down low and stuff. So I think that's when his ego got beat up. And, you know, as a result of that, now you got the injury. Now him and Luca don't get along. It's out in public. Like, there's a lot of other things that I don't think Porzingis is going to ever sprout the way he was beforehand in Dallas. I agree with that. I think he'll ever get back to who he was. Hopefully it's all mental right now, like I said, and he and he, most of this stuff is just him in, in the Dallas issue, and he can go somewhere else and flourish again because I used to like his Pershing this his game. I just don't see what system he would fit in because, like, he's built to be a center, and he doesn't have a post move he can do two times in a row. Uh, he <laughs> rather, he he'd rather settle for the jump shot, and he doesn't absorb contact, and he'd rather just yeah. shoot it from the wing. So, like – uh, what, what's a team that he'll like fit on right now? San, San Antonio. So, I mean, yeah, but like, I, I like, yeah, I mean, yeah, go to a shitty team, might as well. You know? I mean, San, but I'm saying what like Pop would, would, would know exactly what to do with them, how to use them. I mean, send them to San Antonio, send them to somebody like, uh, I mean, uh, Duncan's there, might as well. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying, Brown. though? I think Houston even Houston would be a good a good spot for him with with all those uh, young wings out there and then Christian Woods also able to stretch the floor as well. I think Houston would be a great spot for him. I can see I think Houston. If you do that deal. You got to swap Christian Wood in that. He's got to be part of that Porzingis deal. Man, Christian yeah. Wood on Dallas, man. Yeah. No. I don't think you need to. I mean, because now you can look at Dallas and say, what is Christian? I mean, what has Porzingis done to warrant Christian Woods in the trade? Nothing. <laughs> just the money, just the money. Hey, Christian Wood on Dallas would be a Too intimidating much. team. Yeah. yeah, that that would put them over. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you had to move Powell. But so after da- after Dallas, they have uh, the Nuggets, uh, the Cavs. I mean, um, the Nuggets, the Spurs, the Cavs, and the Knicks. Those are the next five games here. So um, looking real promising. Like I said, we're on a ten game. Winning streak, one behind Golden State. Hopefully, we can make a push be here here before Christmas and take the lead from them. All right. I mean, I'm looking at this. I, I'm seeing the way this team is playing. And granted, like even in days where they're off, like that Minnesota game, even tonight where the defense wasn't as solid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm looking at that Nets game. I'm thinking that's the next loss. That's like what four, four or five games from now. That's game number six. Yeah. Six. So. And I think our all-time winning streak is fourteen. Uh, so, from what I understand, so you're saying we 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 break the we break the winning streak, get the fifteenth game, and then we go into uh, Brooklyn, and uh, that's where we end it. That's where we see what we're about. Book it. Haven't said it here first. Book it. Yeah. Um, Book it. <laughs> so I let's like move that. over to Arizona. Um, let's move over to Cardinals. Let's talk about that uh that game in Carolina a little bit. And let's talk about a little bit about the next one coming up. I mean, what were you guys' what were you guys' thoughts on that game in Carolina? Was it uh, kind of what you expected? Uh, uh, you know, we saw Stevler again. Yeah, I mean, I I just have the same thoughts that I had on Sunday, where I'm just like, this team wasn't prepared. They didn't really take it seriously. Um, we got really lucky that everybody in the division lost, or everybody in the conference lost. 
So yeah. it just kind of gave us an extra game, which I'm hoping that they decide that, okay, they gave us an extra game, but we still got to play Kyler. Like we got to play Kyler in this game. Yeah. If Colt McCoy's hurt too, like, and we couldn't sign the Cleveland quarterback. I think I know they're not, not uh, yeah. Kansas City quarterback. They're trying Kansas to sign City. him and they couldn't get him. Mm-hmm. Like we, Kyler's got to play. I hope he's healthy enough to play. What about you, JJ? Uh, so yeah, um, my thoughts are kind of the same from Sunday. Uh, if uh, you know the Rams lost, the Bucks lost, and uh, I mean Green Bay won, but sort of barely. That they didn't score until like the end of the third, top of the fourth, but. Um, uh, yeah, uh, like all those losses gave us an extra game. You know, like Carolina had to shape up because you know they're uh, the last seed and in, uh, in the NFC. And if the playoffs were going to start today, we would have to face them. Um, so I, I'd rather uh, like uh, my main focus is getting Kyler uh, to go against Russ uh, on Sunday. I think that'll be a really good game. And, uh, and then Kyler has that extra week of just resting up. Uh, but uh, the Carolina game, I didn't take too seriously. Uh, we asked Colt to come in for one game, and he did do that one game. Uh, Carolina had time to study that, and was probably once they heard Kyler uh, was going to be out that game, they took full advantage. Then they signed Newton, and so like, there's only so much you can do with that. And you how know, was Carolina he eligible, had, eligible to play after like two days? Like that's yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I like I thought he wasn't cleared, but. I, I guess so, but um, yeah. I, I don't know how that was happening because didn't he get signed on like Tuesday or Wednesday? No, Thursday. 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 So then yeah, like he would have had to have had gotten tested. Like Physicals and all. Yeah, like all that shit. it would. It don't make sense. Yeah, but, any, but I mean, with, regardless of that, I'm happy for Cam Newton. Um, yeah, I'm happy for him. I think that uh, that single handedly. Um, that secret wild card that they brought to the table is single-handedly flipped that game upside down yeah. um, because it, it was uh, it was we, we looked overwhelmed. Um, Carolina had – go ahead. No, I was going to just say, you. I mean, we know how this team plays in the goal line, right? We mm-hmm. gave up two goal line touchdowns to Cam Newton because we didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, yeah we like, looked overwhelmed. This, this guy been in the we game? didn't play for Cam Newton. This dude just came like <laughs> – Two days ago, <laughs> but like other other like better offenses in the goal line, like we shot we stopped Green Bay like seven times in a row at the one yard line. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. And, and like this team can stop the goal line. And I agree like, with you because, like on. I said, they they looked overwhelmed when Cam stepped on the field that first time. When Cam stepped on the field, it was kind of like deer in the headlights. Like, oh shoot, we didn't we didn't talk about this. What do we do here? And and he because he he walked it in, if you ask me. He was he he didn't have he wasn't touched. He he didn't have any any issue getting to the end zone. And even when he got there, the team looked as if they didn't even know he had, how he got there. So you know, and I felt like from that very moment, the team was just kind of like stuck in awe, so to so to speak, until later on in the game. And then Colt McCoy going down. Um, you know, that, that obviously doesn't help, uh, you know, but in general, um, I, I agree with, I agree with you, JJ. Um, just like you didn't take it seriously. I said the team didn't take it seriously either. And you can kind of tell, uh, we weren't expecting cam out there. And when he came out there, it kind of took us off guard, you know? Yeah. And, and like we asked Colt to 
give us one game, and he gave us that one game, and I, I was totally cool with that. If we were to lose that Panthers game, like, I, like, I, like, I turned it off after the third quarter. I'm all like, you know, whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah, Kyler, yeah, yeah, needs to play Sunday. Uh, we could completely control the division if um, if we beat Seattle. Uh, that gives us uh, four wins, right? Yeah, uh, four wins yes. in a division. Yes. Yeah. So far. But, yeah. So. But we gotta we gotta also understand like so when we go up to Seattle we we under the Bruce Arians era we and even under Cliff like we win up there when we're the underdog we're the we're the favorite going in there. That's the good, good and, call. And, and and they are a wounded animal. This is their last to survive. Their last chance to make the playoffs is winning this game. Yeah, we're a two point five favorite. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good because and you know. Real quick, uh, one thing I do want to highlight on that I'm kind of upset on on the last game, seeing that we knew, like you said, like many of us have said, that we we counted on Colt for one game. He came in, he handed us that one game, and he played played a perfect one game, if you ask me. Yeah. That second game going into it, I don't understand why Cliff hadn't game planned to feed the ball to our running backs more. I mean, 16 touches between the two of them, that, that just upsets me. Um, you know what I mean? And I, and I would have hoped to see a little bit more of, of Eno in that game as well. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I feel like just the turnovers just shook the whole game up. And they, they were just playing from behind, and I felt like they had to run it. And then Connor didn't really have – I mean, he had some running lanes in the second half. He had that um, Yeah, he had like maybe one, maybe one or two first down runs. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it was you're right. It's weird. Yeah, he uh, broke off that he he his longest uh carry was 11 yards and then Benjamin's was nine. Um, you know, they both averaged about three, three and a half. Uh, Connor almost averaged four yards a carry, but you know, it just really upset me not to see them even even later on in the game when we were losing and it kind of already had that that feeling that you know it was going down that path. I, I thought they were going to switch it to more of a run heavy offense. Yeah, we only ran three uh, screens for um, uh, Connor uh, throughout the whole game. Uh, that's his like, bread butter. Yeah, that's all we did against the Niners, and they couldn't fucking stop him. So, like, when it comes to uh, the Niners' defense and the Panthers' defense, they're practically neck to neck. So, I don't know why we didn't do the same game plan. They're just blitzing the whole game. Like, if we would have just ran screens the whole fucking time, like we would have I mean, been I through think- the blitz. I think offensive their game plan they they kind of picked up on what the what the Niners did um, earlier in the season, um, which is what like you just run the ball on us with yeah. that option play and you got Christian McCaffrey which is you know he, he can slice you and he then and then once. yeah and then and then and he I mean he was ripping off chunks and I think that was the problem is that we couldn't stop the run and it's weird this team with the run because like we were able to shut down Derrick Henry in the first week to like 30 yards and we've had and like goal line like, and goal line, but we yeah, had exactly. And then like other players where it was just, we, you know, teams already don't expect them to be able to run the ball on us. And they do. But see, you got to also understand we had a healthy uh, defensive line that first week. We had a, actually a healthy front seven, if, if you want to be exact, you know, and ever since then we've had somebody missing and, you know, whether it be Phillips, whether it be now JJ, whether it was Chandler, whether it was somebody was always missing on that on that front seven. So, you know, uh, this this defense healthy is 
to me, top top three, top four defense in the league. Um, you know, and and that's our problem is staying healthy, staying with everyone on the field. Yeah. I mean, did you see that injury report today? That shit was a lot longer than last week. Was it really? I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, you got it let's up. See if I can find it. Oh, I got it up. Uh, where did it go? It was just right here. Yeah, it, it was just a lot longer. But uh, Kyler did practice today. Uh, he did look yeah. uh, uh, pretty good. I feel like he's going to play Sunday. I feel like he wants to play Sunday against Russ because you know th- those games are always entertaining. But um, like, um, this is a big game. Like, I like we need this one seed in my opinion. Uh, I'd rather have that first round buy. Uh, if we if we have home advantage uh, just throughout the playoffs, I think uh, that's definitely going to work in our favor, especially if we get J.J. Watt, uh, our first game in the playoffs, if we have that one seed. You know, yeah. it'll tell us a lot because this offense or this team, I should say in general, they I mean, they've been winning by, what, 12 points on the road? Yeah. So yes. if we if we go out there and win this game on the road, I'm just thinking it doesn't matter at that point. Like, <laughs> we road beat you home, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, road or home, yeah. If, if, we, if we have to yeah. go to Green Bay or something like that, it maybe it's a different story, but – this team has been this team is built to win on the road. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. scary on the road. We're also 4 and 0 in outdoor stadiums, so another yeah. good thing. So um Come to Seattle. <laughs> right, right. Uh you know, looking at that uh what else is going on week 11 looks at like the Rams are on a bye that week. Uh and then the Niners have Jacksonville. So we definitely want to wrap this game up. We don't want the game lose no ground to anybody in our division at all. Um, outside of that, that ASU, um, Utah, didn't they just lose? I know it was Oregon, Oregon. Uh, uh, well, the last game was against uh, Washington. No, we, we beat Washington last. I was saying, didn't Oregon just lose? Yeah. Oregon. Yeah. I believe Oregon just lost. Yeah. That's big too. I think, um, you know, Winning out, we still might have a chance to close out, hit that championship game, win that championship game, and possibly get a bid into the maybe the Rose Bowl or something. I think so. I, I think ASU would get uh, maybe ten wins, nine wins, possibly. I, I think we could definitely just squeeze in barely. But that Washington game was sloppy. Oh, we've had a few sloppy wins this year. Um, a um, couple of nice ones in the beginning, but yeah, definitely a few sloppy ones at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I think we can go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, Coach will be on next week, um, or, or actually this Sunday. I think uh, you guys have another one. We have another one. Yeah, Sunday. You gonna be on Sunday with us? I should be. Yeah, I should be. Okay. I've, I've been out for the past week or so. I've been crazy around here, but yeah, I should be back on Sunday with you guys. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Always so we got a game. Sun's got a game on Friday. Mavericks. Do we have another game on Sunday? Yeah, uh, we got we got a game on Friday against the Mavericks, and then we got a game on Sunday, I believe, against San Antonio. Was it? I I don't think it's San Antonio. Um, let's see. Oh, did you see the Lakers last again? Oh, yeah, Denver they're Scrubs. They're scrubs. Uh, yeah, Denver. Yeah. Um. So let, let, before we come out of here, let, let's talk about this real quick, man. <laughs> what is it about that team? 
There's a lot about there, this team. There's a lot, dude. The, the chemistry is not there. They don't have the right fits. I mean, I don't understand how, like, if they if they would have made that Buddy Heel trade and be able to keep keep KCP, that would have made a lot of sense for them. But the losing KCP, losing Harrell, losing Caruso, I mean, these guys were like Ooh, their defensive huh? players, right? They they, they yeah. were their bench players. They don't have bench players. You're, you, Carmelo's hot hit or miss. Either he's on fire, or he's not. But he doesn't give you an on defense either way, right? So it's like he has to be on fire for him to actually give you plus minutes in the box score. Well, they they got rid of all the, everybody that you said besides KCP in in a, in a in a literal stance. They're all ball handlers and playmakers, and you know Kuzma, Caruso, uh, you know these guys can ball handle and 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 make their own basket uh, play. And that's the problem too. When you look at Carmelo, he's not doing that anymore. He's not, he, Carmelo's not doing that anymore. He he may turn his back his back to you, and then he may take an outside perimeter shot. He's not taking the ball, breaking you down, and going to the hole anymore like he used to. Um, same thing when you look at you know the Wayne Ellingtons and the Baysmores, and they're putting them on the wings and having them sit as well. So now you got these guys standing around. Instead of being able to pass to a guy and him say, "Oh, I got to lean here. I'm going to take it to the roll and finish." Oh, shit. Fucking audio just came up on ESPN. Jesus. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, um, uh, yeah, tonight, uh, Taylor Horn Tucker played 40 minutes. Like, uh, like, are they really, like, depending on him like that? I mean, he's uh, the youngest guy on the team. <laughs> but he yeah. can't play defense. And if you got yeah. him guarding, you know, uh, their, their best off- uh, the best offensive player on the other team. They're, For they're, 40 they're minutes. Coach. Mello had 10 points and he played 32 minutes. Davis played 37 and only scored 18 and only had uh, nine rebounds. Dude, See, I don't want to ever hear it from a Laker fan that they would have won against us if no. he was healthy. Because Chris Paul wasn't healthy. All right. No. He we was were winning like in this. game four before he got hurt. Chris Paul would right? walk around with one shoulder. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and that's the other thing too, Emmett. You know, when when I look at it, coaching coaching is not there. Um, I I understand they're trying to slide through the lineups to see what fits, but we know for one thing, one thing about that team was right, and that was Carmelo being the sixth man. Why would you move him? You have exactly. one thing per going right in the team, and you move it, and now look at him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and the other thing is that you got to play. AD's got to play five, like, the whole game. Like, you can't put him against another big. And he can't play that way. He gets hurt. He doesn't want to play that way. He's not physical enough. He's not built like that. And he's getting so, hurt. Like you said, he's, he gets hurt. He's getting hurt every other play. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, then, and then what he wants oh, to do is, is fade out there and shoot jumpers and shoot threes. He doesn't want to drive. He doesn't want to post. He doesn't want to look for a mismatch. He'll and, slash. I mean, he – He'll do oh that. yeah, he'll slash, but that's he'll do pick and rolls. I mean, but but again, break. but again, that's not no body on him because if you put a body on him while he's slashing, he's gonna get a foul call. Yeah. So and 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 I don't know, and I can't fall AD for it anymore because let's look at AD's career. Uh, he's been hurt. He's been hurt. He's been hurt. He's been hurt, and he's been hurt. So. I get him. I get him right now. He's trying to play, you know, careful because he's better on the court than off the court, off the, at the house on the couch. So I get that part. 
Plus, it just comes down to like LeBron not playing. You know, like if anyone's going to make this team work, it's LeBron. And but he's too like, old. He's too old. Now. He he could still uh, uh, construct a offense to work appropriately and not Westbrook be a bull in a china shop. You know, an eighty. But that requires. But that requires Russ to stand outside, and he can't shoot. Uh, See, the look. thing is, here. Let me just get this one point out, and then you guys can go. Basically, okay. So here's my thing on LeBron. Like, yeah, he's one of the top 10, maybe seven greatest players I've seen. But at this point in his career, he's relied so much on his physicality and the the way that he gets hurt now. And the fact that he's not as skilled as a three point shooter, as you know, just, just a, a, a po- even a post-up player. He's not as good as he, as he should be at this point. He's a great passer and he's a great facilitator, but I just like at this point, if you're saying like this guy could win a championship being the lead guy, on a no. team, it's not going to happen. No. I feel opposite. I feel like if I look at LeBron James, I'm going to I'm gonna take one back from the Suns old, old playbook, but I'll, I look at Charles Barkley, and I look at that second transition of his career when he went from, the, you know, the, the, the up and down, high, you know, high speed slashing, you know, player, and he gained a little bit of weight and turned his back to the basket, still had all the same skill set that he had, which is a three pointer though. Remember he improved his three, but he he worked on that because of what he was trying to transition into. And, and I feel like LeBron has the ability to make that same transition and prolong his career. And even, you know, look better at it doing it um you know so i mean i hear what you're saying but i'm just seeing like his free throw percentage has gone down yes he's gotten older his three uh his Mm -hmm. free throw percentage has gone down since he's gotten older his shoot his three-point percentage has gone up has it gone up i I believe Uh, so yeah yeah before he got hurt uh, it was up uh like five percent it went from uh like 38 to like for this season though we're talking about like 44 just, uh, just it, in, uh, this in general, hurt. he's gone up a little bit, yeah. So, I mean, I overall, Emmett, I get you, but he has made overall improvements in his areas that were bad coming in because he was a bad shooter coming in, a bad yeah. shooter, and now he's don't leave him open. I mean, we do, regardless, we don't like leave, leave him open. open. I mean, yeah, but could we rather him do that than put, you know, touch the top of the backboard and put the ball in his toe? He just crazy stuff with it against us all the time. I don't understand it. But um, I don't know. But I, he's not, I, okay, here, here's my other point. I guess this is probably maybe – hopefully this is the nail in the coffin here. And we saw it against the Lakers where Mikhail Bridges was just running circles around him. He cannot give you that entire game full defense intensity. No, no. no. No, he can't give you that same energy levels that he did. And that's why I can kind of compared it to the second coming of Barkley because Barkley couldn't – he got to a point where he couldn't run around the same way and do the energy levels that he was doing. So I just think it's time for Braun to not really pick a different playing style but tone it down and kind of use his – what he's good at and, and, and zone in on that, you know. I, I know exactly how. Like – if like uh, he needs to take a uh, a, a uh, Chris Paul uh, Chris Paul approach. Yep. Bring the ball up the court, facilitate the offense, get to score your score when necessary. Score when necessary. 
And I think he wants to do that, but there isn't anybody dependable on this fucking team. No. So I mean, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll but, see uh, in the new year. But I don't think there. I don't think there is. I think. I think. I think Westbrook has gotten to a point in his career where he has never. He hasn't changed his game. He's playing the same way. He's gotten. He's gotten worse as a shooter. And we're seeing like this guy just the shots that he misses. Like it's just shacked in full stuff. Like it's just Javale McGee shorter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like. Why are you always trying to bank a shot? Like, can you just shoot right? Normal? Right, you shoot too hard to be banking, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Not to break the fucking glass. <laughs> hey, but you know, we we got the we got the uh, point guard, so everything's good over here at our side, you know. And I really think the way we're going again, if we meet uh, the current LA Lakers in the in the playoffs, we beat them again. And we're cashing in that crypto, you know. Fuck Boom shit. shakalaka! <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you know, good show, guys. Uh, appreciate you letting me on and uh, host it for you guys. Uh, I hope to be with you guys on Sunday. Any last words, JJ, before we get up out of here? Uh, to all my Suns fans, 10 in a row. Uh, let, let's keep it going. I think the record is 33. Uh, well, let's shoot for 34. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, uh, I just want to say this about the Warriors real quick. They're a really good team, but I don't think they can go toe-to-toe with us if we're playing our best game. Uh, so uh, it, it's really between us and the Warriors and everybody else is playing catch-up. Uh, like, let's not uh, take advantage of what's going on right now. I, I I think the Suns team is a better team. We're just uh, tweaking things around. I'd rather win a tight game than blow a 20-point lead that we had on the top of the third. So, yeah. Um, so uh, uh, there's that. Then Car- uh, Cardinals, Kyler, please play Sunday. Let's let's get four wins in the in the division, and I, I'm pretty sure that'll solidify us and being in the playoffs at least. Then and then we can just move on from there. Have that extra week off. Let's get everybody back for the most part to uh, uh, start after Thanksgiving. And yeah, but uh, besides that, um, like episode 26, this is crazy. Um, we're just pushing through and uh, everything is just uh, good right now. All smiles over here. Amit. You know, I just, yeah, same thing. I mean, you know, I, I'm not trying to go for 34 wins. Let's just get the, let's just get that 16. Why not? Why let's not? Just get, let's get, <laughs> let's get to that Nets game, man. I want to rematch with the Nets. I want to rematch with the Nets. I, I think yeah. we'll beat the Nets, honestly. I mean, let's get there. Let's win all these games yeah. first. Um, yeah. This team is rolling, man. I said it. I keep saying it. Like, this team has found a groove, and they're not even clicking perfectly, but they still have enough defensively. Now with Aiden back, and he just gobbles up every rebound. Um, I mean, the team is solid. And I, I, the fact that nobody, everybody's sleeping on this team is just surprising to me. Um, as far as the Cardinals go, I guess we definitely need Kyler. We need to win that game. Um, and, uh, you know. Other than that, man, I mean, you know, let's let's keep it going. Lakers suck. <laughs> I said it before the season. I said it before yes, the season. Yes, Opposite. Yes. We're like, uh, I mean, you and I were like, we don't know how this is gonna work, and most yeah. likely it won't work. And we've yeah. been, we've been on the money. With, I'm like, I'm like, tell Lakers. me where, <laughs> tell me where it's worked with Westbrook. Tell me one place where it's worked. But see, I don't, man. Westbrook's one of my favorite players, man. I don't want to call. I don't want to call. Russ. Russ. I love Russ. I don't want to call Russ. But but he but if but like he was he's doing better now that LeBron's not there. But when LeBron comes back, he's gonna go back to you know squatting in the back alley. 
Dude, he shot he 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 shot nineteen shots. He shoots more shots than Anthony Davis. Does that seem right? Yeah. I don't think it does. Yeah, it seems right. You you got Kyrie, you got Westbrook, or you got Damian Lillard. You got a guard like that. They're gonna shoot more than Anthony Davis. Those guys can shoot. Those guys can actually shoot. (laughs) You didn't say that. You didn't say that was part of the equation. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't put that as part of the equation. Now you're changing the narrative. (laughs) Westbrook should be nowhere near the three. Mid-jumpers and in the paint only. They leave them open on those jumpers too. It's just like, go ahead, bank it, dog. Let's see if you can do it. (laughs) They're doing it like they did Rondo in the beginning of his career. (laughs) Shoot it. Shoot it. (laughs) You know, so my uh, my closing words, man. So we got a long stretch here from now until Christmas. We have the 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 Nets coming up on the 27th, a couple of days after uh, Thanksgiving. We got the Golden State Warriors three days after that. We turn around and play the uh, Warriors again on December 3rd. And then the game that I'm looking at, Lakers December 21st and Christmas Day, Warriors. Golden State again. So you guys, big thing that we're going to know by the end of the year is do we have a tiebreaker against Golden State and where we stand? Because it'll give us a good idea of how we need to treat the second half of this year. So it's a, we got a big stretch coming up. Um, I I can't wait. I'm excited. We got, like I said, uh, some premier games. Um, But again, like Amy pointed out, I'm excited about that Brooklyn game. And that's really going to give us a measurement before we hit Golden State even of where we're at with this team. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, everybody, we'll be back Sunday. Uh, make sure to uh, log on and subscribe to the He's On podcast uh, Facebook page as well as the YouTube. And, of course, uh, get on uh, our Facebook page as well, ASAP Network, and our YouTube as well. We appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Peace out, guys. Post sports up.